Good morning, Kingdom Citizens. Khadijah here. Kit Kat Moments, Revelations of Life. Your decisions determine your destiny, not your circumstances. And the conversation, what? Continues. Today is a brand new subject. This day, the subject is being violated and no one took action. What am I talking about? I'm talking about 2 Samuel chapter 13, the rape of tomorrow. Something that has happened to quite a few women over the generations, over the centuries, since the beginning of time. And too many times, no action has been taken. Now, when I grew up, there was a saying that I took out of my vocabulary a long time ago. Because it meant that secrets were kept and secrets were held. And secrets destroy families. Secrets destroy the innocent lives of, of their victims. And those words were, what goes on in this house stays in this house. Do you know how many years of abuse have been hidden behind those fatal words? So let me share with you 2 Samuel chapter 13, The Rape of Tomorrow, and see if it does not ring true with what happens in this day and age. So it happened that Absalom had a sister named Tamara, and she was very beautiful. And her half-brother Ammon saw that she was beautiful, and so he became lovesick because he wanted his sister for himself. But she was a virgin, and he was afraid that it would be impossible for him to be able to have her as his own. So a friend of Absalom's contrived a cunning scheme. He told him, ask your father, the king. There is nothing that he would deny his sons. Tell him that you are depressed and that you're sick on your bed. And please allow your sister tomorrow to come and make a few cakes in your presence and feed her from your her hand. Now, this gave my spirit pause because my question was, how did King David not see the hidden agenda in that request? But I go on. So King David told his daughter tomorrow, go down to your brother's house and make some cakes for him, for he is sick on his bed. And so that is exactly what she did. And so many would probably say, well, why did she go? Because if we understand those times, we realize that the women did not have a voice. It was a man's world, according to James Brown. And because it was a man's world, it was her 
job to do exactly what she was told. So she went to her brother's house and he was laying on his bed. And it said that she meted her dough and she made the cakes in his sight and baked them. And she took the dish to him, but he refused to eat. He said, have everyone leave me. So everyone left him except tomorrow. Then Ammion said to her, bring the food into my bedroom so that I may eat from your hand. Red flag here. But again, because the women had no say, she did exactly what her brother said. So Tamara took the cakes that she had made and brought them into the bedroom. When she brought them into him for him to eat, he took hold of her. He said, come and lie with me, my sister. And she replied, no, my brother, do not violate me, for such a thing is not done in, in Israel. Do not disgrace me in this manner. And he did not listen to her, and because he was stronger than she was, he took hold of her, and he violated her. And after he had his way with her, he became extremely hateful to her. He was as hateful towards her as he had love for her, and his hate was greater than his love. So he had his servant put her out, and she begged and pleaded with him, No, my brother, do not do this thing to me. Do not send me away, because sending me away would be worse than what you have done to me. But instead, he called the young man and told him to throw her out of his presence and bolt the door. Now, Tamara was wearing a long, beautiful gown, such as the ones that the virgin daughters of the king wore in that day. And she ripped her garments and she threw dust on her head, for her brother had grieved her and violated her and put his hands on her. And when her brother Absalom saw her, he says, Have your brother Amion been with you? But now, keep silent, my sister. He is your brother, and do not take this matter to heart. So Tamara remained subdued and secluded in the house of her brother, Absalom. This is the epitome of it all in verse 21. It said, Now when King David heard all these things, he was very angry, but failed to take any action. And Absalom did not speak to his brother, Amion, either good or bad. And he hated him because of what he had done in violating his sister. What's done in this house stays in this house. That was the attitude. That what was told to her to keep silent about the issue. Is that not what is said when we accuse the victim? So many victims refuse to come forward because of that simple fact that there will be no justice. And oftentimes their abuser is a member of the family, or a close friend, or a pillow 
of respect in the community. So day after day, at family reunions, at church meetings, just walking the street or going to work, she has to look in the face of her abuser. And many have muted her mouth. This is a conversation that we need to have because it's a conversation that boils down to the fact of many homes have been torn. Many suicides have been committed over the fact of the silence behind the abuse. It's time to shed light on the truth. It's time to speak up for our sisters and even sometimes our brothers that have been sexually abused. This is a subject that needs to come forth in the church. This is a subject that needs to be talked about and brought out into the open. And the conversation begins here. Please, in your spare time, in your study time, please read Second Samuel, starting at chapter 13, and see the destruction that comes from a single act of lust. Again, I'm Khadija Kitkat Moments, Revelations of Life. Your decisions determine your destiny, not your circumstances. I love you with the love of Christ. There is nothing that you can do about it. And you have a God-fantastic week. Shalom.